I think that anyone has the power to help build this type of safe space that I talked about, right? Like, and I think the culture of a, an entire company ultimately gets composed of the culture of the individual teams, right? That you're on. And so within your team, you always have the power to really change how your coworkers feel about you, how your manager feels about you, how your direct reports feel about you. And so it's really about opening a door to, to make it okay to talk about things that aren't work specific. Welcome to Wolfpack Career Chats. This is Marcy Bullock, the creator of a podcast which helps college students who are seeking a fulfilling, healthy, and successful work and personal life. This season, we are focusing on versions of you, who you were, who you are, and who you will be. Enjoy. Hello, listeners. Today, I have Sean Echevarria with me. Good afternoon, Sean. How are you? How's it going, Marcy? Long time no chat. Yeah, same. It's so good to see you. I think last time we saw each other, you came to a big keynote event uh, at NC State for CareerCon, and you were talking about your, was it Shark Tank peanut butter jar? Yeah, yeah, jar with a twist. Uh, jar always, with a twist. Tell people what that is in case, in case they don't know. It was actually an idea that spun out of the engineering entrepreneurship uh, program at State. Um, me and a few other engineers um, through different disciplines essentially recreated the peanut butter jar, and we were able to have some some like flash in the pan fame through Reddit, where we ended up on the front page. And it was my first exposure to building a startup, and yeah, kind of got me hungry to continue building out products, but more, but I shifted more into the digital space versus like physical products, but it was a, it was a great experience. That is so cool. You have had, like you said, your, your fame, you have had some exciting things happening after you graduated from NC state and it was mechanical engineering. Is that right? Yep. That's right. All right. Go Wolfpack. So we got to hear a little bit about your life. So we love our intro to kind of hit on who you were, who you are and who you will be. So tell your story, my friend. Yeah. I like to start off by just saying that like on most accounts, I identify as a Peruvian American first generation, kind of the, one of the first people in my family to break into the tech sector. There's a lot that goes with that, especially in the world that we live in where, you know, DEI is, is such a hot topic and we're constantly looking to improve representation amongst all ranks within all companies and industries. And so super passionate about that space. I think, you know, my role as I've come through the ranks the, the last decade or so since graduating, which is crazy, is trying to be more of an open voice and, and finding like who I am within each company, within each role and within each team. And so I'd like to say that like, I was much more reserved uh, early on in the beginning of my career. I kind of sheltered who I was and my my background culturally and even personally with my team and my boss. But slowly but surely, I started to be more open and share a little bit more of who I am and bring like my whole self to work. So I would say now I am I am much more myself in the workplace. I tell my team everything that's happening in my personal life so that they know you know what's going on when I'm when I'm having great days when I'm having not so great days and I do find that you know often that means sometimes like sharing too much and and not knowing when I've overshared and so where I hope to be or where I will be is 
being able to balance that authenticity side of myself with also just being a great leader and knowing when to say the right thing, which I think is a very important skill that I'm constantly learning to develop. Aren't we all? Well, this is a really interesting way to be in our conversation, um, hearing you talk about how you used to be reserved, starting maybe to feel more confident about yourself and sharing things with your team. And I want to hear more about this oversharing fear that you have, because I, I almost feel like it was before pandemic, everything was this professional, we all work, we all are in this you know, whole sweat equity, you know, accomplish things, just check off action items, then people became more human. What does that mean to you to share slash overshare? Uh, I 100% agree with you. I think people are, are a lot more respectful of the boundaries that exist between your work and your life. And because of the whole hybrid work situation, you kind of have to be. Whereas before, I guess I was always fear or not fear isn't the right word. I guess I just didn't know. It was an unknown how people were going to react to any of my life's given situation. And I think coming from the background that I, that I have, we have a lot of entrepreneurs in my family, like small business owners, right? So they, they own their own time. And what that means is like, they can get out of work or have a lunch or do whatever they want because they, they own the business. But when it came to involving me in like certain life, like family events, they wouldn't recognize that I have like a normal nine to five type of job. And so if I ever got pulled away, or if there was ever an emergency, I always felt like I couldn't let people know that I had to go away for X, Y, Z, or like, Hey, my, my dad randomly flew to New York and like wants to come visit. Like it always felt like it was a disturbance and that it meant I wasn't focused on the work. And, and I felt like that might ding like how they felt I I was performing. And so I always kept like those things to myself. And I always said, you know, I, I, you know, I have a doctor's appointment or I have a meeting and I got to go do X, Y, Z, but I never really shared what I was leaving towards. And so the chaos that sometimes my family produced, I was like always sheltering it with like, uh, oh, I just have an appointment, I have a meeting, you know, I didn't want to overshare. Interesting because we're all humans and we all have a life outside of work. That's our personal time, whether it's, you know, maybe family or I don't know, whatever you want to do, train for a marathon, like life is not just your work. So you transitioned with a hybrid work environment where people are seeing behind you and the dog barking and everything to being what you said, bringing your whole self to work. Can you expand on that? Yeah, I think, you know, the pandemic and the hybrid work situation definitely helped make it easier across the board with like more than just my team. Like anyone now is is pretty respectful of, oh, you just had a baby. Like I'm not going to schedule a meeting, you know, first thing in the morning because you probably stayed up all night. But I started to share a bit more even, even before the pandemic. I, I think I was pretty fortunate that when I, so one of the jobs that I had was with a startup company called Jet.com and the people there were so passionate about the mission and and they were like, the it was the first time that I was in an environment where the caliber of people just kind of blew me away, but also their like humility and their empathy also was just as high as their their talent for whatever you know whether they were an engineer or a product manager or whatever they always asked questions they built like really good relationships like within the team that it made it feel safe 
within the space, right? Like you had that, um, what do they call it? Like psychological safety to just be yourself. And so it really started there. Like my manager was always asking me questions. She was very involved with like what was going on in my personal life because she knew it directly tied to how I was performing in my, in my work life. And so she made, she made it okay for me to be like my, my whole self at work. And then I kind of just kept going because it felt good. It felt good to not have to hide anything. It felt good to, you know, share and recognize that the person on the other end is also human. They're receiving what I'm saying. And they're saying like, oh yeah, that makes sense. Like there, you know, there's a family event that he has to go to and it's two hours away. So ever since then, I've made it a point to continue to try to carry on those types of relationships where if I'm open and I kind of share more about myself, I feel like it creates a safe space for everyone else to do the same. That's pretty cool that you had a role model like that, that encouraged it in you and not to hide things and not to feel shameful of things. And now you said you lead a team. So tell us more about the the whole way that you do that as a role model, like what's the size of the team and what are some of the norms? Yeah, I so I joined Chegg earlier this year, kind of helping build out their skills for college students team. And and we're small, we're small, but we're mighty. We, we're a team of four now. And I think that anyone has the power to help build this type of safe space that I talk about, right? Like, I think, you know, a lot of people related to the culture, they, you know, they'll ask, you know, what's the culture of the company? And I think the culture of a, an entire company ultimately gets composed of the culture of the individual teams, right, that you're on. And so within your team, you always have the power to really change how your coworkers feel about you, how your manager feels about you, how your direct reports feel about you. And so it's really about opening a door to, to make it okay to talk about things that aren't work specific, right? I'll give an example, like just earlier this week, you know, we had come back, Chegg, fortunately, it's like one of the best places I've worked at for sure, but we we get Thanksgiving week off, right? And so that that's not very common for a lot of companies, but we get the whole week off, we get to reset. And so we came back to work and one of my coworkers had gone to New Zealand, another one just had a baby and another one just, you know, went to her partner's place in, in Philly. And I'm like, hey, we should do like a, a team photo share. Like we should just share like what happened, right? Like, you know, just to catch up because a week is a long time and the work is still there. We'll talk about the work, but this is an opportunity to just get to know each other a little bit better. And so I think anyone can do that. It, it was a quick suggestion. Hey, let's do on Friday during standup, let's all share just four or five pictures. Doesn't have to be, you know, a PowerPoint or anything, just like have them ready on your phone or whatever, and we can talk about it. And I think that just allows people to be more open with what's going on, you know, outside of work. Yeah, that's, that's really, I think, fun. And it builds trust to see maybe things you have in common with people and that they are complete outside of just the role they play on this team. So when I want to talk about that culture word that you said, because sometimes when I hear that word, it makes me think of if you don't fit in our culture, you don't think the way we do versus come and challenge it, come and bring a different point of view. And with so many generations in the workforce right now, you know, we've got the millennials, we've got the Gen Zs now coming in, we've got, you know, the Gen X, the baby boomers. 
How do you show respect, but also challenge the norms as a new professional coming in? Yeah, that's a great question. I, I think that, you know, to your point, every, everyone offers a unique perspective. I think remove the generational differences, right? And and everything that comes with that. Ultimately, you you have your point of view and you have your own life story and your own career path that you've taken that will provide a unique perspective to to a team, to a product, to, for a company. And so going into any company, just recognize that like you, you have that and that's valuable because, you know, the more perspectives you have, the more diversity of thought that you have in a team, like it's, it's, it's a known fact that it just creates better results for a company. And so just know that going into it and then also know that everyone else does. And so you kind of have to have a level of respect. So I always say like, you can you can come with your perspectives, but understand that everyone else has the right to have their own. And you know we have this saying at Chegg where you debate, you decide, and you do. And so you're always if you're always debating and you're bringing your perspective, just recognize other people are going to do the same. And you can have a healthy conversation around it. And then you decide what you're going to do, and you go and you do it. But I I always think it's like if you're able to acknowledge that you can be a much more effective coworker, collaborator. And it prevents you from feeling that fear, right? Like you said it earlier, we're all human. And so it makes it easier to go into a situation with anyone and say, I have something of value that I can bring to the table. So having something of value to contribute, I think is such a great point, not to doubt yourself, right? Yep. So earlier you said your first generation Peruvian did you say Peruvian American or Peruvian? Peruvian American, yeah. Yeah, that's what I, yeah. that's cool. That's what I thought you said. And so tell us more about that identity and the, how that plays into the person you are and what value you bring. Yeah, I think, you know, when I look at where my family's been, my dad immigrated here from Peru like decades ago and was able to bring a lot of his family over. I've seen personally how hard it is to quote unquote, make it in America, right? And so some of my uncles are more successful than others. Some of my aunts, you know, made it out of just, you know, taking care of their home and, you know, educating themselves and, and doing more. And so I I think having that perspective of an immigrant coming into America and trying to make it is valuable in the sense that like, I know the sacrifices that they made. I know what I had to do personally to to make it into a role where I'm like, quote unquote, successful for them. And I guess the way I, I, I leverage that on a day-to-day -day basis is just letting their story kind of shine through me, if that makes sense, right? Like I, I bring it up often where I can, where it's relevant. I let their story be known. And so whenever we come across, you know, questions or people, I'll give you an example. We're doing some, some user research for other first-gen students and I'm still talking, it, it, and it feels like I'm talking to myself, right? It's like someone who is working their way through college to pay for the loans that they that they have, right? And so those difficulties, I respect and I understand, and it, and it gives me a certain, I don't know, like, not leverage, but like, I, I guess, because I can empathize with what they're going through, I can raise that when we're talking as a team collectively about the product that we're building, right? Like, I can I can make sure that their voice is heard. 
Yeah. And seeing people that look like you matters. You know, we have recently celebrated the Hispanic Heritage Month and thinking about celebrating voices that may be marginalized. So as a student who maybe is from a culture that is not in the majority, how can they choose an organization where they feel like you mentioned diversity, equity, inclusion, and even belonging, that they will belong? Any tips on that? Yeah, I mean, personally, I, I always give the tip that it, it starts with your hiring manager, right? Who you're going to report into and, and how they go about embodying that as, as a value, right? That The belonging piece. I think not enough people do the proper due diligence to make sure that their their future manager is going to be someone who is informed and, and gives them space to be themselves. And so th- that's kind of the place where I would start. Like, yes, the company is great. You can figure out, you know, is it a, a best place to work and whatnot? But ultimately, the the biggest indicator of, of how you feel on a day-to-day basis is going to be with your manager. And so, you know, it's okay. The saying always goes, right? Like, you're, yes, you're um, you're being interviewed, but you're also, you should also be, feel like you're interviewing them and the company, right? And so you can do a background reference check on like your managers and whatnot. And I, I fully support that. I think it's great to figure out how do they work? How do, you know, how do they conduct themselves as a manager? Are they going to, are they going to fight for your, for your promotion? Are they going to be flexible when, you know, I have a, I have a teammate who's Jewish and celebrates the Sabbath and, you know, are they going to be respectful of that time? You know, these are all little, I guess, micro touch points, but they all build up to like how it feels to be on that team under them. Yeah, that's so it's the direct relationship you have. You spend more time with that boss than you do your loved ones. So it is a very important decision to make. And when students are thinking about it and being in an organization and being authentic, are there any kind of final tips you have for them? Like, oh, don't go over the line on this. Like you can't, you know, come in with sparkles all over your face like you would on a weekend. What would you say would be kind of a little bit of a boundary with authenticity and professionalism? Yeah, I think personally, like I, that's one of the areas, like I started the the whole podcasting, like I, I hope to be better at figuring out like the boundaries much quicker as you're, as I end up in rooms with more senior executives, right? And so that's something where I'm even figuring it out. But I think for some joining the the workforce coming out of college, it's, it's somewhat, I don't want to say it's easy to read the room, right? But like, you, you have to see what's happening around you, right? Like take, take notes from, from your coworkers, from people who are just a little bit older than you, see how they're conducting themselves and, and mimic it in a way, right? Like, yeah. If there, if everyone is isn't wearing a suit, you don't have to come in a suit and tie, right? I don't think that has to be a question that you ask, but rather an observation that you make and then you go and, and you implement on. If if people are okay with going to raves on the weekend, which I've seen in multiple tech companies, there's like little pockets of people who go to EDM concerts together. And that's great. Like that should be okay, but you're also not raving with your with your boss's boss because i think there are some lines where you have to figure out like what are you okay with what are they okay mm-hmm. with and and just taking note and making observations of where you think it's okay to the space to play in such great tips sean we're all still trying to figure it out thank you so much yeah thanks marcy i really had fun <laughs>